Thank you, Don. Yeah, welcome. Good morning. So great to be here. I see cats, dogs. Is there anything else in the house besides humans? Have I missed anything? There's a raccoon in the back. Awesome. It's a stuffed raccoon. Don't worry. All right, welcome. So this is my favorite day of the year. Um, but I want to make a quick, quick announcement in the interest of time saving for later. If you would like to have an animal blessed, living or past, that is not with you today, you can fill out one of these. There's people with them. There's some in the back, and I'll call them forward later. And online, I haven't forgotten you. Please, in the chat, you can put the name of your animal. You can say Toby the cat, Lily the dog, whatever you like, and we will be, they will be blessed as well. So, again, welcome. Thank you for being here. You know, I, one of the reasons that I love animals so much, and I was reminded just sitting here a few minutes ago, is that they help us stay in the moment and also help us remember it's not so serious. <laughs> life is light. Life is a joy, right? But we're not alone. So there's animals in our lives, in our homes, you know, that live with us. And there's animals all over the world. And I believe that they are all here to not only help us in our journey on earth, but to help each other. We all help each other. But I know we are so blessed. Those of us that have ever had animals in our homes that do now, we know a lot about it. And for those of you that don't have any animals in your homes or don't like animals, that's okay. Um, you get the benefit of being with the rest of us that do. And we're lifted, so you're lifted. So they help everyone in the end. But you know, the animals in our homes, we, um, we bond so deeply with them often. I, I am frequently, uh, have, I have clients that have lost animals, so they're in grief, and sometimes they feel guilty or they feel bad or something that they've lost this cat or dog or horse, and they feel so much grief and maybe more than they ever had for a human. And it's understandable because science even proves that the more we touch, the more we pet, the more we connect with something, the deeper the bond goes. And I don't know about you, but I think I've pet my cats and dogs a lot more times than my kids and spouses. <laughs> Okay, but it makes sense because they're there. We pet them. We have this bonding time all the time. Or we come home from work and we're tired and we don't feel so good. And they're there and they don't judge us. They welcome us. They say, I need you. I want you. I'm so glad you're home. And when we're feeling sad or bad or something, they're often there to give that love to us. In fact, the bonding, um, it's, it's like a caregiving cycle. The more we give to them, the more they give to us. And it, it just deepens the bond over and over. So it's, it's no surprise that we, we love them, we grieve when they're gone, we f absolutely feel their loss, even when, when we're apart from them. Even if they're at the vet or we're on a trip, we miss them often. And then, of course, you know, they keep all our secrets as well, unless, unless I'm talking to them, but... Um, and, and that's kind of, I guess that's an inside joke, because I'm an animal communicator, and so your, your pets don't actually tell me any secrets, just so you know. They keep the secrets. Um. <laughs> Thank you. 
Um, anyway, so um, we learn. So we learn so much. Just those those daily lessons that we learn. You know about caregiving, about compassion, about unconditional love. I often talk to people that think their animal is mad at them. They're angry with them about something that happened last week or last year. And yeah, sometimes they don't like actions that we've had, just like we don't like some things other people do, but they love us anyway. They're not holding it against you. They're living in the moment. They're judging you actually in the moment, just like we all should do. And speaking of being in the moment, so I go to Kenya a lot and on safari, and it all started with Jan, who's in the back, so thank you so much, Jan. But um, So when I'm out on safari, and all animals universally are like this, it's just that this is my biggest experience, we can come across, while we're on a game drive, and I want to just say, they call them game drives, but they're not game, they're beings, they're animals, they're not game. Um, we'll come across zebras and antelope and gazelles and giraffes, and they're all in the same area, and they're just grazing or sleeping or just doing whatever they need to do. And there's also lions. They're just all sleeping together, separate, but together. And the zebras, I pick on the zebras because they're my favorite. The zebras don't care that there's a lion sleeping over here. The zebra is not thinking about what might happen in a half hour, what might happen in 24 hours. They are in the moment now. Right now, the lion's asleep. I don't care. I'm enjoying my grass. I'm enjoying my company. And the past, they don't think about the other zebra that kicked them last week. They don't take it personally. They don't hold a grudge, just like our animals don't in our lives, our pets. They don't hold a grudge. The zebra might bite them back, and they're done with it. They move on. So they're in the moment now, and I think that's a really good lesson for us to learn is that from all the animals to stay present, and that's really one good thing that our pets help us do is stay in the moment. A lot of, a lot of pets will come to us if they can tell that we're you know, feeling upset or something, and it's like, no, here now, be here now. Pet me, play with me, love me, feed me, do something now. Now is all we got. Another thing that, that we can learn from all animals is that, again, coming upon, uh, if, when I drive upon, no, I don't drive, when we come upon zebras out in the wild, I know there's going to be wildebeests, I know there's going to be giraffes, and maybe I don't see them yet, but I know they're there. And why is that? Because they work together to survive. They work together to go further together. The giraffes have really excellent distant vision. They can see far, they see out beyond the bushes. The zebras have a really good short near vision and they can hear pretty good. The wildebeest can smell. Really, they have a really great sense of smell. So what one picks up and the other two don't pick up on, they know that if the wildebeest say it's time to go, then it's time to go. And the giraffes don't try to increase their sense of smell so they can figure out how to be a wildebeest. 
the zebras don't try to grow and, and have that great distant vision. They allow the gifts, the talents, the strengths of the others to help them on their journey. And there's, I mean, and these, those kinds of lessons are all over. In all the wild, you can see them. And in our houses, so in our houses, our animals all have their own strengths. Sometimes I might tell someone in an appointment that, you know, your, your cat seems a lot like a healer or a lot like a, a lover. And they'll go, yeah, that's right, you know, or maybe it's a king or something. And we all can benefit by allowing others to do what they do well, but more importantly, doing what we do well. And if you don't know what you do well, sometimes we need to to look at our life or our day or our week and what do we enjoy doing, but what do we think is too easy? So if someone... um, If someone asked you to teach something or interview you for something or talk about something or write a book and they said, hey, I think you should talk about this. And if you say, no, everyone knows that. Well, not everyone knows that. I can assure you. So allow others to help. Allow, you know, the giraffes with their forward vision, their distant vision, allow them to help you. If I'm not good at spreadsheets and paying taxes and that kind of thing, I should allow someone who is good at it, who likes it, to help me. It's another thing the animals can teach us. They all work together that way. Even, um, so even when we, when we feel like we're connected, but we... Um, we might feel like we're connected, but we, we don't know what the intention is. So, for example, we're, we're coming across, so the people do this and animals do this. We're coming across a different group of people. We're coming across a different group of animals. We don't know what their intention is. And if we're not feeling connected, if we're feeling separate from them, that's when fear starts. That's when anxiety starts, because we assume that they're different than us, they don't have our best interests at heart, we don't know. And although there may have been a time it's been very important we knew this kind of thing, today, knowing we're connected, knowing we're not separate, we can kind of lean into that ease of knowing things are going to be okay I know that there are, um, there are many different groups. So historically, you know, different tribes, different cultures, different societies, we might have, because we didn't know their language, we might have assumed they didn't know anything. We might have assumed that they're not as smart as us. And the same is true with the animals. And I think especially the same is true when there's animals that we misunderstand. So... In, in nature, they know that they all get along, they all have their benefits, but as humans, and, and can I just remind you, we're animals, so what's true of the animals is true, as, uh, is true of us and vice versa, with some minor differences, of course, but um, they don't wear clothes on Sunday. Um, <laughs> um, 
So, so animals, though, but they all have a benefit. So what the point I was trying to get at is, for example, there's animals we might be afraid of and or misunderstand. Opossums, you know, they all have a purpose. They, have, they eat a lot of ticks for us. Spiders are actually very good for us. You know, they eat a lot of the bugs that could harm us or bother us. Bats. I have a little a sh- short story about a bat that I uh, woke up one morning, not too long ago, and my cats were going crazy in my bedroom, and I thought they were trying to get into my dresser because there's treats in the dresser, and I thought, who left the dresser drawer open? And why are the cats get going crazy? So I woke up enough, discovered there was a bird in my room, and I got the cats, and I threw them out my bedroom door, closed the door, and finally got, you know, conscious enough to see there was a bat flying around my bedroom. And I knew that the bat couldn't see anything. You know, I've learned that kind of thing. I, I don't know exactly how they function, but I know it's more sonar than, than sight. So I opened my window, I got, took the, the screen out, and um, I just knew that the bat would find its way out. I knew eventually, and it was really interesting to watch it circle the room, and as it went past the open window, it would kind of stop. I could tell it was sensing that the window was open, and it finally flew out. Now, it, I, I believe it got in because there was a little area in the screen at the top that was open, and I'm pretty sure it walked through that because the cats weren't outside. They hadn't been outside. So, but the thing is, the bat did not get in my hair. It flew around my room many times. It did not bite me. It did not give me rabies. And I think people um, need just, just to be open a little bit about misunderstandings and myths that we hear about other animals, other species, other cultures, other societies, everything like that. Because the separation is going to kill us, really. If we don't believe that there's a connection between everything, eventually, you know, it all leads to, to trouble, basically. I, and, and I want to come back to our pets a, to a little bit also. So they understand what we're talking about. If you have pets in your house, they understand what you're saying. They understand your intention. They are connected with each other. They are connected, actually, on the global level. It's just that we humans have forgotten how to connect like that, how to communicate like that. The animals on the plains in Africa, the bears, the elk, the moose, everyone else seems to be in connection. We're missing out. Because we don't take the time to get quiet, to be present, and to be open. So I think that's one of the biggest things we can learn is the, you know, there's so many, the unconditional love, but the staying present is so important if you want to be open to the wonders of the world, to be open to all the gifts that God has to give you, to be open to what your gifts are to give to the world, to be quiet and and open and know that There is a connection. There is a connection. 
So let us bless the animals in our house. Let us bless the animals in our lives, whether alive or not alive at this moment. Let us bless the animals of the entire world. So if you um, have a dog or a cat or anything that would like to come up here, you're welcome to bring your animal up here to, to bless and be blessed by everyone. If you have a paw print with an animal's name on it, you're welcome to bring it up and put it in the basket. And we will do the pet blessing now. So, all animals, human or not, welcome. Thank you.